You're listening to Menopod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. And today we have a very special guest, Les Kirkendall Barrett. <laughs> or Les Kirkendall. He's one of my dearest friends. And we'll hear from him in just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to give an update Ooh. on my my female journey, and then we'll 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 have less in the studio. Uh, Sue, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm, you know, sitting at my console, talking into a microphone, doing what I love to do. So, <laughs> so, so things are good. So I have an update for all of our listeners. Okay. Uh, and I think it's kind of fun that we have a man in studio today or sort of uh, virtually in studio. Um, I went and saw my gynecologist. I did. I went and saw the woman who delivered my son. Uh, she had kids six months after I had my son and, uh, she and I talked and thank God, because remember I went to the gynecologist that was like 105 years old who couldn't see anything. Well, she could see things. And so I want to tell ladies out there, um, uh, my Mirena IUD, everybody is good for seven years. I'm in my sixth year now. And what she's going to do is she's going to take it out at seven. She's going to put a new one in and I'll be good to go until I go through menopause. So I won't have a period for another seven years. And she told me that she can't tell whether I'm menopausal or not. She says, are you having hot flashes? I said, yes. Are you having night sweats? I said, yes. I said, I pulled gluten out. My, my hot flashes are better. She says, you're doing everything right, but truly we can't tell whether you're menopausal until you really hit menopause and, and don't have your period anymore. And we won't know that until you don't have an IUD. So I got no answers. So we're back. Well, to that's an answer. No, that's an answer. And it makes sense because the IUDs have estrogen on them and and hormones. So there's no way they can tell. And that makes sense. I get it. If you didn't have it and they couldn't tell you, then I'd be a little more concerned. Right. But she, but the good, the good news. Yes. And she said that she said the chance of me getting very uh, pregnant is very, very low. So that was good news. Um, so anyway, so, uh, but that's our update. And now I've made, uh, everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> Because you know my lady, my lady parts. But anyway, uh, but yes. So today we are talking to Les Kirkendall. His married name is Barrett. He's a wonderful performer, actor, writer. Uh, his show "Climbing My Family Tree" is a Zoom sensation, uh, and he's he's been performing for sold out audiences all over the world. Everybody, put your hands together for Les Kirkendall. Hello. Thank you. So, uh, are you happy you know about my gyno? Here's what's funny about that. Growing up, my mom was always open about that stuff, and she never minced minced words about it. So, um, as a matter of fact, get this. So, um, my mom is the youngest out of 14 children, right? Oh, my God. And her mother, my mom's the youngest one, her mother had her at 44. <gasps> yes. Oh wow. Wow. And so my and so when my mom would talk about that, my mom like would talk about, you know, uh they thought my mother was going into menopause, but then she had it. So I've been hearing about that my entire life. So it's it's and then you talked about a midlife baby. I guess what yeah. would be considered a midlife baby? Like how old? Um, well, I'm going to be 48 on Tuesday. No, Monday. Excuse me. Um, so probably around now, like any, but like early forties, because put it this way, 
My sister is 60 and she has a 17 year old. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So she had, she had her, she had, is it a him? A him. When she was yeah, 43. So that's, yeah. that's a midlife baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. My mother got pregnant with me when she was 22 and my aunt, my great aunt, actually, my grandmother's brother's wife got pregnant and she thought she just had gas in the flu and what? it turned out <laughs> she was pregnant and my mom and her were pregnant at the same time. And Nancy was, I think in her late thirties, early forties, I want to say 41, maybe, you know, between 39 and 42. And she had Peter and Peter's three months uh, older than I am. And it was wild. Is it though that these days though, that women are having kids later? Is that like a, a thing now? Like a trend, like, I don't want to say trend, but is it like, you know, I think are women because of careers and all that having babies later? I think there's a lot to that. I think, yeah, after or right around my age, like women that were born in the late 60s, early 70s, um, kind of started um, going into their careers and then and then deciding to have the kids. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends growing up, my kids' friends parents were a lot older than me i was the youngest parent in that whole group and a lot of them were you know a good five six years older than me not that that mattered but i mean it's just interesting to see now i think a lot of people aren't even getting married till their mid-30s i don't know how old you were last when you got married but i'll I'll tell you i was (laughs) um i got married for the first time at 50 (laughs) woohoo Well, and Les doesn't look 50. I mean, let's be honest. Les could play, you know, early 30s. I mean, you know, you're 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 gorgeous. Your skin is beautiful. So, uh, but yeah, so you had so you had a milestone birthday and then you got married. Is that what you decided to do? How did that work? Well, okay. I was in a long-term relationship for like 13 years. That didn't work out. Um, and that ended when I was 50. So I literally was, oh, actually I was married when I was 51. So my, I had, I had my milestone, I had my milestone birthday. Then that long-term relationship ended um, after 13 years. I made a promise that I was never going to be in a long-term relationship uh, again. Uh, This was in August. I met my now husband in January and we were married by that next November. Yeah. Wow. It was so much for that. (laughs) (laughs) But if you meet like, and listen, I didn't really know your longer relationship guy, but I'll tell you when I met your current husband, they definitely fit. They definitely fit. It makes sense. Um, I less, I think you're happier. Um, You know, I I feel like, I feel like you're totally happy. I feel like you're more like yourself. Again, I don't, I didn't know your, your ex, but the interesting thing, if we're going to talk about this, so you're thinking of adopting and yeah. you're 51 and, and are you thinking of adopting a baby or you want somebody older? No, actually I'm 50. I just turned 54. We're uh, my husband. Did, so in the last relationship, Kids were off the table. It was not even an issue. Like, it was not even discussed. It was, um, we're not having kids. I hate kids. That was him, not me. 
And I think part of the reason you say that I seemed, I seem happier, uh, in that last relationship, I was going along to get along, if that makes any sense. Um, and so this relationship, I can be yeah. myself. And something that I've always wanted to do is I've always wanted to be a father. And it turns out my current husband always did too. Uh, we're not adopting a baby because both of us feel that we are way too old. Uh, ba babies are definitely a young man's game. I like to sleep. We yeah. actually are, um, we put that we are interested in a child between eight and 15. I have a feeling we're probably going to end up getting closer to a 15 year old. I just have that feeling. But um, yeah, it's, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. We're going to do it through the foster system, uh, which is good because I think that like there's so many kids in the foster system having these crappy lives. And it's like, I feel like I'll be saving a life and giving a kid a shot that wouldn't normally have one. Wow. That's so nice. My gosh. I am open to adoption if there was a situation where I felt that, um, that I could be of service, I would be open to adoption. Um, but I also think what's great is you can, you know, being a person of color can address that, you know, I mean, how empowering could you be to that kid and, and your, your husband's Caucasian? I mean, what an incredible place to be brought up in. How do you feel about that? Do you think, does that feel heavy for you to be responsible for that? Or do well, you know, and, and I mentioned my sister, my sister's kids are all biracial as well. And, mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're not only half African American, they're half Jewish as well. So you know, it's, and like my niece, oh, my wow. niece, get this, my niece is one of the very few lesbian, openly lesbian rabbis in the United States. And I think she's the youngest one. She's the youngest one. She, um, and so I see, I see how my sister's kids grew up. And these days, believe it or not, um, we kind of touch on it. The kids, kids with other kids really race is an issue, but it's not as much of an issue as back when we were kids at all. You know? Right. Um, I find it interesting that like, when you think about it, there are more biracial kids out there than any, it's pretty much there. These days there's more biracial kids, I think, than kids of one race. So I, I don't, I, yeah, I really agree. don't, I really don't think that it's going to be an issue. And, you know, a kid just wants a home too. So I really don't think the kid's going to get it. Right. Home. Yeah. But isn't that like fantastic? Even looking back, like when I was growing up um, on the East Coast, there was so many cultures that weren't even mixed. I mean, you'd never have a non-Jewish and a Jewish or even like Italian and Irish and, you know, even that has changed so much and, to, and this is definitely a melting pot. And I appreciate that. And just being kids in that situation, like Mary said, they're not really seeing it. They just want to be kids. They just want to be loved. They just want what kids want, yeah. you know, and, and have that education piece in there and for them to even not even realize it's an issue. That's where we need to go. I mean, that's, that's the track this country needs to be on. The kid's going to have a good life. So yay for you yeah. to help. It's like, okay, because my yeah. husband's, my husband's British 
And so we go to England a couple of times a year to see family and stuff. And, you know, the kid's going to have, kid's going to travel a lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can adopt me. <laughs> yeah, adopt, adopt us, Sue and I. We need, we need. I'm never <laughs> independent. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I would love Sue to, I would love Sue and I to be adopted. No, um, but, but what's interesting is you were also, I know this from your story, you were also a military yes. kid. So you traveled a lot, yes. right? Um, I, I started out military and then my dad got out of the military and then started working for the Department of Defense. So, but which, but wait, you travel wow. just as much as back when, you know, your military family as well. So yeah, I grew up traveling a lot. Um, so do you find, I knew when I gave birth to my son at 36, I was so ready when I gave birth to my daughter, like a, a year earlier whatever, 19 months earlier, I wasn't really ready to have kids. Like I felt like she was an alien, love her, but I wasn't really equipped. Then when I had my son at 36, I was like, I can do this. Do you feel now that you are, you know, in your fifties that you're totally equipped? Absolutely. Like, do you feel like confident? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if I even feel that. And I have two 20 year olds. <laughs> it's always <laughs> learning. I mean, you learn so much more about yourself when you're you know, taking care of people. And I'm sure that you'll still continue to grow and learn. Um, every day is, is a lesson, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and I think that, that you're willing and open and you have an open heart and you never know what challenges, even your own kid, you know, you don't even know what challenges are going to present themselves. So it's just, just being open and aware that things don't ever, 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 ever go as planned. And um, just having an open heart. Welcoming <laughs> that is, it's a learning experience. And I, you know, the sleeping thing, I still don't sleep sometimes, <laughs> you know. Little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. But here's what I want to ask. Do you, it doesn't sound to me now, I could be wrong. It sounds like you got through your midlife crisis. Like, did you have a midlife crisis? Absolutely. Would you say? Oh, I totally did. I totally did. Uh, part, one part of which was, you know, that that last end, that last relationship ended. That was definitely part of the midlife crisis. Um, I went through a period where, you know, um, I wondered, is this all there is? Did I mess up my life by becoming an actor? My career isn't where I want it to be. I went through all of that. Um, all those questions. Yeah, I went through all of that. And basically the way that I worked through it is, you know, I met my husband and my husband's only a year younger than I am. And I have, because I have a lot of friends okay. who end the relationship, or as I call it, the starter relationship relationship number one the big long-term one and then they go for like a 25 year old or a 22 year old and do, and wonder why it doesn't work out you know you know <laughs> and then they always throw in the he's yeah. 21 yeah. but he's a mature 21 you know that bull beep <laughs> <laughs> he's a hot 21 year old right so <laughs> So part of that is, and part of it though is, uh, but my, I dated someone who was age appropriate, if that makes any sense. And so I didn't have the whole, you know, I need to, to either take care of this younger man or I need to try to be younger for this younger man. 
I could be me. And, you know, I also realized in that last relationship, I put up with a lot. And like I said, I went along to get along and I realized that didn't help anybody. And so I basically went into this next one saying, look, this is what you get. I'm not compromising. Well, I will compromise, but I'm not changing who I am. Boom. And it worked out. (laughs) Well, and we always ask the guys we have in studio about our virtual studio. Did you, a lot of, we know we're going through midlife or perimenopause because of the symptoms, right? Do you find that you had some symptoms? Did you, did you end up finding that you were maybe more tired or you had hot flashes or like, did you notice, uh, did you gain weight? Uh, gain weight? Yes memory that's what messes me with me the most is the whole memory thing because i was one of these people i could remember everything and anything and quote things that i heard the first time not so much anymore my memory is shot um <laughs> it's like really bad and energy levels definitely as well i definitely feel a difference in my energy levels and, and mood swings. Yes, definitely. Um, no hot flashes though. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but you know, it's funny. Our friend Paul Jasek has this joke. Um, he says now that he's gotten older, he literally wants to like take a nap and get the remote. Are you feeling that way? Like his testosterone level has decreased so much that he's just like, ah, give me the remote. Do you feel that that happened at all? Um, naps, definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like a good nap with the TV on on the couch. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we, we talked to you earlier. And listen, I, you know, Les is an actor, and I have the great pleasure of working with him and coaching him here and there. Um, the, the truth is, though, is you don't, you don't look your age. And you know that. So what does that do for you? Because you don't, you don't look 54. I mean, I, I'm not even sure what, I don't, I don't feel like I look 48, but I'm just saying, I don't feel like you look 54. I mean, do you feel 54 or are you still? No, I don't. No, I don't. I really don't. I feel like, um, I, I actually am in sobriety as well. I've been sober for about 10 years and I am in better shape now than I was when I was 25. Absolutely. I'm way healthier. I'm in way better shape. Um, uh, and and I, I feel like I definitely, I feel like I'm 25, 30 tops. I don't feel 54. Cause I, I've <laughs> seen awesome. some old 54 out there. I, I, you know, I, I have friends who, you know, I have friends my age and some of them, it's like they've given up. And we, and we, uh, on our, we have midlife mood swing, which is a page for women. We have almost a thousand women on this page. And I wrote one day, I have a daily topic and I wrote, you know, is, is your age just a number? And it sounds to me less that you do feel like it's just a number. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, I think for, for the women that we have, I think what happens, at least I feel definitely feel my age this year. Um, but I also think when you get all those symptoms of 
being perimenopause, I think you are aware of what your age is, you know? And I think you go, oh, I'm not as young as I used to be. And oh, you know, um, but I think it is a mindset. I mean, I don't know why, Sue, I'm having trouble hitting 48. 48 is hitting me. I, I, you know, it's not even 50, but it's hitting me in this weird, like, oh my God, I'm 48. I don't know if the eight is too big of a number, like the eight, you know how eights are big. Like, I don't know, but I'm sitting here going, oh my God, I'm 48. I don't look 48. Yeah, I, I love being 48. That was like my favorite year. Oh, it was. Okay. Well, put, put some, put some good, uh, good fairy dust around that. Um, but yeah, no. So I think that's great. So let's talk in the last sort of 10 minutes that we have. You have a show called Climbing My Family Tree. Can you tell our listeners about this show and how it came to be? Because for you guys that don't know, Les has been a touring one-person show artist for, I would say, over 25 years, right? Would you say? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, around then, yeah. God, I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) So his new show, Climbing My Family Tree, um, you were doing this as a live show and then COVID hit. And so tell us about the show and how it's transformed into, you know, a really great online presence. So basically, um, I grew up fascinated with um, Roots. Do you remember the movie Roots yes. from the 70s? Yep. Um, for those of you who don't know, there was a movie in the 70s called Roots it was written by this uh, black uh, writer, Alex Haley, and he traced his roots from the 70s through um, the South back to Africa. Uh, and so I was always fascinated with that. And one of the things that I always wanted to do is I always wanted to do it. And part of me hitting that milestone birthday, and when I was in sort of that little crisis of who am I, where am I, what am I about? I decided to do it. And so um, I did Ancestry.com. And so I literally was just expecting, you know, finding African countries and finding out African heritage. Well, (laughs) guess what? So um, my genetic percentage, so starts out, I find out, you know, I'm from Nigeria, Cameroon, and then it takes a turn. Uh, England, Sweden, Norway, Ireland, France, um, and I'm actually very French. (laughs) And so... um, And so um, I started through one of the cool things about Ancestry is it hooks you up with people who have also taken the test who you share DNA with. And so I started contacting these people and I started meeting these people. Um, And so I'm meeting like all these different white relatives and that's how it just kind of morphed into a show. So how the show came about um, is I started meeting all these white relatives (laughs) and just the reactions that I was getting and the reactions on my end um, and the fact that I realized that racism is really stupid because you honestly have no idea what your makeup is. That's where the show came from. Awesome. 
So, so what, so can, do you have some dates coming up of when you're performing this? Cause I know you've been booking festivals and everything. If you want to find out my show dates, you can always find me at Les Kirkendall Barrett. Dot com. That's my website. And can you spell your, your name for everybody? So it's L-E-S, and then my last name is K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L-B-A-R-R-E-T. Normally there's a hyphen, but for the website, there's no hyphen. Awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, so please check, check Les out. And, uh, you know, Les, this, this is a great show. And I, and you know, I, he, he did workshop it in a, um, one person show, uh, class that we had climbing my family tree starring Les Kirkendall Barrett. You are just incredible. And as we leave, cause we've got about a minute left. Can you, can you let us know of a woman in your life that really inspired you? Oh gosh, my mother, my mother, my mom. And, and the reason why is because my parents were married. They divorced when my mom was in her fifties. She went to, she went to college, got her bachelor's degree, created a whole new career for herself, got her degree, then moved to Japan and worked in Japan until she retired. Like, and so, yeah, my mom, definitely. You're amazing. Well, listen, you know what, when you get, when you get that kid, cause you will, um, auntie Mary's here. Although I, I, I would like to hold the kid, but that would be awkward if the kid is 15. So, so you have been listening to Menopod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. And everybody, you've been listening to the Menopod with Les Kirkendall. 